watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be with you for all of the people. For unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there, there was with angel a magnitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And then when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it has been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks, Michelle, for the Bible reading. I'll bring a short message to us. As we all know, short is very relative, uh, but um, I will try to be as short as I can. Just before I pray for us as we come to God's word, uh, yesterday we had a great uh, celebration here. Uh, our children worker, Catherine, uh, married privilege. So if you see them, I just congratulate them and uh, we thank God for them. And uh, yeah, uh, please make sure you just uh, congratulate them. And if they are here, uh, we love you and welcome again to Christchurch Midland this evening. Let me pray for us as we, get, we come to God's word. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the king who came into this world with the purpose of dying on the cross for our sins. And Lord, we have been singing about you, about your coming. Lord, our hearts are lifted up, and we pray that as we open your word again, you'll continue to speak to us, and we'll continue to see you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you are willing to come into this world. Thank you, Lord, that you rescued us. And we pray that this Christmas season, Lord, will be reminded of you in all that we do. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I love Christmas and Christmas season. Growing up, Christmas Day was the day where me and all my siblings, five of us, uh, when we go to church, we will all dress in new clothes and new shoes. Everyone, six of us, when we go to church. So our parents kept that tradition whereby around Christmas, they will make sure that we get all new shoes and new clothes so that we can all go to church and look like other children. And I still remember on one occasion, um, they got me a very nice shirt but that shirt was slightly bigger than my size, uh, but I had to wear it on Christmas. 
Uh, and I remember my late mom saying, you know, it's fine. Uh, you're still growing. One day it will fit you. Uh, so I'm pretty sure many can relate to that. They get you a gift even if it doesn't fit you, but you have to wear it because you are growing and it will fit you. And it was even worse when it was about shoes. If the shoes was bigger than your size, you knew you had a problem when you meet with your friend. They will start looking at you and somehow laughing at you. But then you have to choose your battle. Do I uh, keep them or do I want, you know, my parents to continue buying me new stuff? So that was kind of Christmas as we grew up, and it was really joyful. But then, what is interesting, all of us, somehow we love Christmas. Far from that being a time where people take leave from work, and this is interesting, even for people who are not believers, who don't believe in Jesus, when the company says that on Christmas Day we won't open, everyone is happy because they are not going to work. Far from being that time of holiday or when people travel, or when people go to Limpopo and other places, Christmas means more than just that. Christmas reminds me, Christmas reminds us that God, the creator of the universe, the one who made everything out of nothing, the one who is indescribable, the one who is infinite, he humbled himself. He took flesh and came into this world to be born as a baby, becoming like one of us, but without sin with the purpose of saving us. This is a familiar story, isn't it? But yet deep in meaning. When we read verse 11 of Luke chapter 2 from the passage that was read for us, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is what Christmas is all about. The Savior has been born to us. And I want for us this evening just to focus on the shepherd as we look at this birth narrative of Jesus. Where are we in this birth narrative from our passage? Well, we read from verse 7 that Jesus had been born. So the greatest event in history has just taken place. The Savior, the Messiah, God's anointed King, has just been born. The Jews of the time were waiting for this time where the Savior would be born. They have been waiting for ages. God, the creator of the universe, taken flesh, he came into this world. God would have done it in a different way. He is God. He is capable of everything. He would have just opened the heaven and sent us Jesus but he decided to take the human way of relating to us, being born as a baby. And clearly this deserved a great announcement because this is a great news. I would expect a great announcement about this coming because here we are talking about God. We are talking about the Supreme who created everything. We all know how the world make a big fuss when a royal baby is born somewhere. 
It's all over the news. Everyone knows about it. You go on Google, a royal baby has been born. You go on Twitter, which is now X, you will see a royal baby has been born. Clearly, we would have expected when the creator of the universe comes into this world to be a great announcement so that everyone is aware of it. Yet, the king of the universe, when he is born, the announcement does not go to the elite of the day, not at all, but it comes to the humble shepherd. Really, God, shepherd from anyone else in Jerusalem. What do we know about the shepherd during the time where Jesus was born? Well, unlike in the Old Testament where we have good accounts of shepherd, even God himself pictures himself as a shepherd when we read Psalm 23 of David. What we know about the shepherd when Jesus was born is this. They were despised by the normal good righteous people of the day. People looked down on them because they were not religious enough. They were not observing all the rules and regulations. They could not wash their hands as required by the law because they were in constant contact with the flock. They were probably smelling. You wouldn't want to stay close to a shepherd. They were kind of impure when you consider the regulations of the Jews. They were poor, they were meek, they were weak in the society, probably unlearned, uneducated people of the time. But they were also seen as dishonest people. They were unworthy of trust from people because it said that time to time, they will fight among themselves when their flock mix. One will say, that sheep is mine. The other will say, that same sheep is mine. So they could not trust them at all. In fact, it was written in the law of the rabbis, in their teaching, that the shepherds were prohibited to testify because they were just not trustworthy at all. Yet, it is to these outcast people that the great announcement of the birth of the Messiah, of the King of the universe, is done. Here is one more thing. Normally, the shepherds were supposed to be looking after their sheep outside of the city in the wilderness. But we read in verse 8 that the shepherds were keeping watch, watch over their flock in the same region, which means they were near Bethlehem. They were not in the wilderness, this one. Now you need to know that the temple authorities allowed some flocks to be kept in the city because this flock will provide the unblemished lamb for sacrifice in the temple. Remember before Jesus, all kinds of sacrifices took place in the temple and also it was for the forgiveness of people's sins. So chances are these shepherds were in charge of the flock from which the temple offering were chosen from. So they supplied the lambs for the temple sacrifices for the forgiveness of sins. So this shepherd might have known that time to time people will come to them 
asking for a lamb without defect for sacrifice. And here, the angel is inviting these same people to go and greet the Lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. And before they go, they are treated with a great concert of the angels singing for the birth of this new king. How did the shepherd respond? First, they ran to see the baby. They did not express any doubt. When the angels spoke to them, they just went straight. Of course, they were terrified before. They never saw an angel before. It was maybe their first time, but they just ran to see what has been told to them. They received the message. Second, they spread the word. We read that from verse 17 to 19. And third, they return glorifying and praising God for what they have heard and what they have seen. What a remarkable response from these outcast people from the society. So we are reminded again that the good news about Jesus is that he comes to all, included those who are outcast in the society. This is seen at his birth with the shepherd, but it's also seen during the whole life of Jesus' ministry. You might be here this evening, and when you look at your life, you tell yourself, how will Jesus accept me? I am unworthy of him. I am the worst of the sinners. Well, aren't we all? There's no such a thing as a good sinner. We are all the worst of the sinners. Or maybe you are here because your friend or your family invited you. You are still indifferent about Jesus. But let me tell you that the good news about Christmas is that Jesus, who's the Savior, as we read in verse 11, comes to anyone with a heart that is humble enough to accept him. That's the good news about Christmas. Remember Jesus' first sermon, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit. These are the people that Jesus came for. Humble enough at heart to accept him, just like the shepherd did. Wouldn't today, this evening, or this Christmas season be a great time for you and for me just to ask Jesus to change our hearts? He is that precious gift that has come to us. Ask him to, to operate this miracle where we can see him as the great Savior who has come for us. When you think about Christmas, think about the Savior who has come for you, not for someone else, but for you. He knows you. He loves you. Think about it that way. The shepherd reminds us that this good news about Jesus is to be spread. This is a thing again. When one encounters Jesus, when you come to the, to the saving knowledge of Jesus, you want to share this news with other people. The Holy Spirit transforms us. He brings us in us the joy that we have when we receive Jesus. 
And clearly, this is the news that we can't keep for ourselves. We have to share it with other people. This is what the shepherd did. And this does not require any, any, any theology to share your testimony, what Jesus has done, how he found you where you were. Think about this shepherd. This shepherd never went to any Bible college. I don't think there were any at that time. They never did any explore course. They were never part of a Bible teaching church. But they were able to share this news about how Jesus, how God spoke to them and how they encountered him. They did not care about what people would say about them. They left everything and they went and they shared the good news. What a great example of disciples who understand what Jesus has done for them. And they spread the news. Lastly, the purpose of your life and my, li- and my life is to glorify God and bring praise to his name. This is what the shepherd taught us. They return glorifying God and praising him. Every time we encounter God, our attitude should be that of praise. Why? Because God the Father has looked upon us. He planned our salvation before the creation of the world. God the Son, Jesus, was born at Christmas, as we remember. He executed it. He redeemed us. He paid off his life so that you and me can be part of his family. God the Holy Spirit applies that truth in our lives. He reminds us that God is the one who has saved us. Jesus has died for us. God the Holy Spirit transforms us. And when we come face to face with this reality, our attitude can only be of praise and worship for what God has done into our lives. This is the good news about Christmas. And when we think about it, shepherd, it's just impossible to not to think about Jesus, who is the great shepherd. When we read in John chapter 10 and verse 11, what does this great shepherd do for us? Well, he lays down his life for us so that in him we might have life. So when we think of this shepherd, we are already pointed to the great shepherd who is Jesus. When we think about this shepherd, what they used to do, providing lamb for the sacrifice, we can't go without thinking about Jesus, who's the lamb who was sacrificed on our behalf, who took our place. Remember, it's you and me who are supposed to die for our own sins. And even if we're dying for our own sins, that will never quench God's wrath against sin because we are sinners. Only a blemished lamb was supposed to do that, and that's Jesus. So when we think about this shepherd, we see the great shepherd who is Jesus. When we think about this shepherd, we see the lamb that is Jesus that was sacrificed on our behalf. When we see this shepherd who were the outcast of the society, we see Jesus who himself was outcast. He was rejected by his own, yet he loved them to the end. That's the great news about Christmas. When we think of Christmas, when we look at this shepherd, we are reminded of how much God loves you, how much he loves me individually, that he was willing to let his son come into this world as a baby, fragile as he was, all the suffering that he went through, 
and die on that cross so that on an evening like this, we can all sit and sing about him, what he has done for us, what he came to fulfill on our behalf. And I pray that as we part our ways later on, when people will be going on leave, remember the great message about Christmas, that God loves you as you are, and he wants to be in a relationship with you. That's why he came. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for Christmas that reminds us that you really love us, that you're willing to come into this world to suffer, to be born as a baby with the purpose of redeeming us. And we pray that even as we continue to celebrate your birth, we will be reminded of you and what you mean to all of us, that you love us, that you are the King of kings, that you will reign forever. Amen.